At Christmas, uh, Emmeline was uh, given a, a DVD. I mean, she got lots of other things too. But among her presents uh, was a DVD. But as, a, as it was a 12 certificate, we decided it wasn't family viewing. So um, the other night, after the children had gone to bed, we, we settled down to watch Mission Impossible. <laughs> Not just any Mission Impossible, the one that came out this year, Mission Impossible Fallout. And we put it in our old DVD player. And the picture came up, and uh, I found that the, uh, the, the first picture that came up was the one where you have to choose the language. What are you going to have? And I took the remote control and I pressed the button, and nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened at all. And I realised that we'd not used the DVD player for some time, and therefore the battery in this remote was probably gone. So I, I went across and I pressed the button on the, the play button on the actual DVD player itself, and it played. And we had pictures, but no sound. <laughs> Uh, and I fiddled with the cable at the, the back, the old scart lead that uh, plugs into the back and plugs into the back of the telly. And still there was no sound. And we got frustrated at this. How would we watch the film? Because we're all set for watching it now. <laughs> this was what we'd planned today. And then we thought, we said, well, we're not stuck in the past those DVDs, we can watch it on streaming. Well, it wasn't available on Netflix. <laughs> and we looked up Amazon, because uh, we've got Amazon Prime, who delivered much of Christmas for us. And um, it was listed there, but you would have to pay more. And I went, I'm not paying £4 <laughs> when we can hold something in our hand. And then I thought, oh, the kids have an Xbox. We can shove it in that. We can watch it there. And again, the remote control, I picked up the remote control, and it didn't work. And uh, I opened the battery compartment, and again, this remote control, um, it had been some time since it had been used, and the batteries were all corroded. And uh, I put that down, went and got one of the actual game controllers. This is how I'm going to do it now. I can use this. I can choose the language. We will watch it in English. I pressed the button. We started hearing wonderful sound. I went, this is it. This is it. And we, we saw the bit of preview. Uh, we started to watch the film. We heard uh, Tom Cruise be told that this tape will self-destruct in five seconds. And we saw it go. We saw him go off to, to, to meet with the baddies, along with Simon Pegg, who uh, I'm so used to him being in comedies that I've not got used to him being in Mission Impossible yet, so it's all this sort of stuff. And then just as the suitcase of plutonium weapon cores was opened, which I thought were packed a bit too tightly together, personally. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll leave that concept of stuff there. Um, 
the lights flickered and we had a momentary power cut. Which, of course, put everything back to the beginning. And uh, was it divine intervention? Or was it just that all those things went wrong that night? But uh, there'd been so much flapping about. We said, this is a Mission Impossible, watching this film. You know, that's it. We've had our adventure for the evening. Uh, and we chose to do something else instead. We, there's times that we set out intending to do something. That we have our plan, this is it, it's going to be easy, we'll go there, we'll do the thing. And then things just get in the way. The plans don't go to plan. What we imagine will happy on our journey, happen on our journey is not what actually unfolds. That night was a catalogue of errors that just happened. But sometimes the things that happen are a result of decisions that we've made. And we have to think, how committed are we to continuing on through? How many attempts will we give it? How hard will we try to see the success? The journey of the Magi seems a challenge that's an impossible mission almost to go on. They see something in the heavens... We're not exactly sure what. But they see something and they choose to follow that star as they perceive it. They don't know where it will lead them, but they know it is a significant thing that is going on. Perhaps a new king is born. Let's go and find him. Let's go and bend the knee. Let's worship they lose direction but do not give up they ask for advice and they get close they come to Bethlehem on the way things have happened which they did not intend and that encounter with Herod that disturbance in Jerusalem that their arrival has caused leads to the slaughter of the innocents, which happens after this passage. Not everything the Magi do is right, but there is a determination to accomplish the mission, and it leads them on day after day after day. Not everything we will do in our faithful life will be right. Not every decision that we make, not every turn that we take will be right. But we need to try and carry on on that journey, getting closer and closer so that our worship might become faithful and it may be in the right way.
their purpose was to pay a tribute, to present gifts to a new king of the Jews as they understood it by this stage. Yet they hadn't understood what that would mean in the politics of the first century Holy Land. They probably hadn't realised that it would truly be an infant in very humble surroundings that would be the king that they would bend the knee before. No wonder they end up in Jerusalem instead of Bethlehem to begin with. They wouldn't realise it would be an affront to the Tetrarch Herod whom they meet, that they say, we're coming to see the new king. He thought he had that royal place. Where they have arrived is a place of a very different cultural setting from where they had set off. Richard, in his time with the all of us earlier, but while the young people were in, suggested distances. How far did they travel? Perhaps even if it was Persia, maybe as far as 2,000 miles. From a land that they knew to a land that was occupied by Romans. A journey that takes them many months And a whole experience which lasted perhaps a couple of years, maybe even longer. From when they first see the object in the sky until their arrival. That journey would take them fully the width of Iraq. And certainly through Jordan. It's a most inhospitable terrain as the the images that we occasionally see on the news reveal to us. Very much a place of wasteland. But they are determined as they go onwards to seek the king. So their act of homage doesn't begin when they arrive at the child in Bethlehem, but began when they set off. When they consider the star and choose to follow where it leads them. They left any family behind, at the same time left the security of all they knew. Their day after day of travelling, their struggles in Jerusalem, their time with mother and holy child, their understanding of a dream that followed their journey home by a different route, are all elements of their worship of the king. The physical gifts that we see them give, finance and fragrance, anointment, remind us 
to give of our own wealth to honour the Lord. Just before um, Christmas, the the church kitchen was was blessed to receive a new coffee machine. After the service, please do stay and engage in that time of hospitality. We've got lovely tasting new coffee now, fresh coffee. But we were given that machine as a gift by somebody who recognised that as a fellowship it would improve our offer of hospitality. But yet, as a church fellowship, we wouldn't be able to buy it ourselves at the moment because our finance is in a difficult position. And there'll be more said about that in church meeting this week. It's incumbent on all of us who bend the knee to consider what is right such that praise is done. That worship is given. In our song, in our words, in our music, in our prayers. But also in how we engage with each other as a fellowship. Though it's not simply the gold, frankincense and mar and song that are given to Jesus. But time and effort. Everything that has happened on that journey is part of their adoration. And I wonder whether we always approach our thought of worship with that same understanding. Is each part of our day, each day, given to the Lord and seen as being for his purpose? Do we see our shaving in fellowship as honouring him? Our eating of dinner, nourishment for the body which then is used to serve him? Do we take on board the need to love as he loves and honour God that way? Do we seek justice and mercy? Do we choose favourably created products? Something I keep coming back to, but, you know, do we have that? Do we see that as an act of worship as we go shopping? And when we make the big decisions in our life, the big decisions that affect our family, be it something about our workplace or about where our home is, or changing a car, or anything like that, do we consider the spiritual aspect? Do we seek what God's will is, and also how we may honour God and worship him in the choices that we make? Back in my mid-twenties, I remember choosing a car. And it was my first car. And as I looked round the showroom, there were two possibilities that were within my price range, 
which wasn't very much. And there was one that had three doors, you know, if you count the hatchback at the back as a door, and one that had five doors. Now, the three-door one was newer and shinier. And yeah, that looked good. And the five-door one was not quite so new. And obviously I'd had a clean wash, because that's what car showrooms do. To say, yeah, this one's just as good. But I went for the one that would be easier for members of the church youth club to get into if we were going on a trip. Not the nice, newer one. What decisions do you make? How do you apply it? Do we choose to honour the Lord with everything we've got and consider his will at each step of our life? We should not consider that our worship of God begins at 10am on Sunday morning. We might gather we might meet here to worship Jesus at that time but our worshipful attitude our giving in praise in word and deed must be there all week need to build it up all week and have it First, in our mind as we make each decision, each step forward. And it means that if there are things we would not say in a church because they are offensive, then we shouldn't be saying them at all. If our thoughts towards another are unloving, then how is that honouring God? If you have not forgiveness in your heart when you get cut up driving, then how will your sins be forgiven? Being God's people of worship is from the moment our alarm clock rings until when we lay our head down at the end of the day and then through the night as well. This new year, may you think anew of worshipping the Lord your God with your very being. May you think of how you may dedicate your life to him how you use your time, your effort, and your financial resources to honour him. Such the good news of his kingdom may be more alive among us. And that the worship of God may come into every ounce of your being.